Hello there, this is A.D. Robles, and you're listening to A.D. on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. All right, all right, all right, let's jump right into it. Today, it has been a little bit since I uploaded to the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network, but I haven't forgotten about you. I love you guys, for sure. I guess the the reason I haven't uploaded is... um, I don't know. I I guess I don't have an excuse, but uh, let's jump into it today. Today I'm uploading. So there you go. All right. So actually two topics today. One of them is uh, I've I've always had a passage in the Bible that I always thought was very mysterious. And you might not agree with me. This is kind of a common passage, and I think a lot of people like to quote it. Um, But I don't know. For me, this has always been a little bit mysterious. And it comes from Acts chapter 15. If you remember Acts chapter 15, there's a dispute in Jerusalem about whether or not Gentiles need to be circumcised and follow the customs of the law and things like that. And um, and there's a big dispute, you know, Barnabas and Paul, they're arguing, there's a lot of arguing, and, you know, Peter says his piece and stuff like that. Anyway, they, 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 dec- they decide on the matter and they send a letter to the brothers in Jerusalem, and here's what the letter said. This always kind of was mysterious to me. I didn't quite understand this. It says, Greetings. Since we have heard that some who went out from us have troubled you with words unsettling your souls, saying you must be circumcised and keep the law, to whom we gave no such commandment, it seemed good to us, being assembled with one accord, to send chosen men to you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have therefore sent Judas and Silas, who will also report the same things by word of mouth. For what seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us, to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things, that you abstain from things offered to idols, from blood, from things strangled, and from sexual immorality. If you keep yourself from these, you will do well." Farewell. Now, I don't know if, if, if anyone here in this audience agrees with me, but that passage has always been a mystery to me. I, 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 I understand it. I mean, it's not, like, it's not like it's hard to understand. The language is hard to understand. No, it's easy to understand, but I didn't get it. I don't, I, I, like, like, sure, like, you know, someone was saying you needed to keep the law, and they're like, look, you don't need to keep the law. You know, we gave no commandment like that. And then they go and they turn around and say, yeah, but do these things. These three, there's like four things, and they're basic things, and, you know, it's like, well, I mean, obviously they couldn't list everything, so it's like, it's not like you would think that these apostles would be like, look, as long as you don't eat meat sacrificed to idols, you know, you can murder, that's no problem. Like, they obviously weren't thinking that, but they focused on these four things that were, that were, to me, they just seemed like, it's a very it's a mystery. Why why these four things? At least it was to me for a while. And I've heard various explanations and I never was quite satisfied with them because it just seems like yeah, sure, th- like these things were important. I get it, but you know, there's other important stuff too. You, you know what I mean? But I think I understand now. I think I understand now. The other day I was thinking about, um, you know, the problems that our society has. And I, and I said something on Twitter, and as soon as I said it, I thought about this 
letter. <laughs> so I'm not saying that the Holy Spirit made me say this. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is it reminded me of this, and I, so I feel like I had a eureka moment. Basically, what I said was, I said, most of society's problems right now are, you, if, you, if you follow them back and you trace them back, they're linked to pornos and drugs. Pornos and drugs. So if you teach your sons to avoid porno and drugs, you're doing pretty well. That's what I said. And as soon as I clicked enter on that tweet, I said, this is what the apostles were doing in that Jerusalem decree. They, they were, they, they had, like, they, it, it was not necessary to them to list, like, look, you've got to follow God's morality and they, to list every single thing that you had to do or not do. They were basically tracing a lot of the problems of the day to a handful of things and said, look, focus on these handful of things and you're, you're, you're doing well. You're doing very well. And I, and I get that. I really do get that. All of our sexual confusions that people have that are expressing uh, in public uh, now, it all started in pornos, right? It all started with with the porno industry and you know the lubricant industry. That's a that's a funny one I got from Big Bear too. Um, you know that kind of thing, and then and then and then drugs, and it's like, and it's not just street drugs either. It's like the the, the stuff that you get when you uh, claim to have mental illness, and they give you these psychotropic drugs, and they say, oh, this will be good. This will this will help you out, and it like. It changes, um, it changes, like you, like who you are and how you think and what you believe and and how you act. Like these drugs, they're no joke. They're no joke. I remember when when it came out that JD Hall was addicted to, uh, I believe it was uh, Xanax or something like that. And at the time, I was like, look, like these are. I knew I've known people that had, you know, they got a prescription to Xanax and then they ended up. Uh, ruining their lives over Xanax. Like, you think because your doctor prescribes it, it's, like, not that serious. It's very serious. It's very serious. You look back at shooters, uh, you know, people that shoot up schools or, or public places, and, and it's, like, inevitably, yeah, they're on drugs. They're on prescription drugs and sometimes street drugs and stuff like that. And it's, like, look, you can't be saved by avoiding pornos and drugs, but when it comes to how you live your life, when it comes to when it comes to um, you know what the marks of a Christian life are, if you're avoiding pornos and drugs, you're doing pretty well. You're doing pretty well. Obviously, we understand that we're justified by grace through faith, and hopefully, in this audience, you know we don't necessarily need to hedge and and and, and say that we get it right. We're reformed. We're Protestant. We understand what we believe about salvation and justification. But when it comes to living life, like, you don't have to focus on a hundred rules of how to live your life. Like, it's really, it, like, in our, our temptations, in our modern culture, it's like a handful of things. And it typically leads back to pornos and drugs. Pornos and drugs. Avoid pornos and avoid drugs. Even if your doctor really thinks you really need it. It's 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 crazy. I mean, like, look, I'm I'm not telling you what to do as far as your prescriptions and stuff like that. But I got to be honest with you. If it was my family, if it was someone in my family, basically uh, a prescription drug that kind of changes the way you think, changes your mind. Um, that would be 
the absolute like that's that's like like you know over my dead body kind of stuff. You know what I mean? That's like the absolute last resort. Like you know, out of my cold dead hands. Like my kid's not going on ADHD medication no matter what. And it's just that simple. It's no matter what, because before you know it, they're on crystal meth. And even if they're not, even if they never change over to street drugs, it screws with you so much. And, and so much of our problems can be traced back to pornos and drugs. And that's the thing. You know, if you're a father, like, you need to, you need to, you need to recognize that. Like, your kid's problems in the future... Um, a lot of them can be avoided if you can teach them to avoid pornos and drugs. By the way, this is how a lot of um, a lot of our culture is controlled in this way because they're addicted to drugs and they're addicted to pornos. And like, as long as they have their drugs and their pornos, like whatever, you know, I'll take the shot. Who cares? As long as I got my pornos and drugs, I'll, I'll you know, I'll, yeah, sure. You want to take th- uh, half of my income? No problem. As long as I got my pornos and drugs, I throw in a few lubricants too. Why not? This is the thing, man. Like, this is how they've enslaved you. They've enslaved you through pornos and drugs. And by the way, this is why so much of this stuff is free. Uh, the, the other day I mentioned that I had pneumonia, and it turns out I, I had COVID, uh, and I got it, I, you know, whatever. But So the point is, um, the, the doctor recommended uh, Paxlovid, right? And uh, at one point I find out that it's, it's free. It's like, that's like the selling point. Like, it's free, you know? You know, government programs are, you know, they, they're giving you Paxlovid. And I thought to myself, and I even told my wife, like, the fact that it's free makes me even more suspicious than I already was. And I was already suspicious of Paxlovid, but the fact that they're giving it to you for free uh, makes me even more suspicious. Like, if it's free, that, like, you should be questioning, why is this free? Why, why are you willing to, porno's free. Why, why would porno be free? Right, I mean, they could they, they they can somehow figure out a way to lock down, you know, the Mandalorian episodes. Or if you've ever tried to watch an out of market football game on TV, like they are on, on on YouTube, like they lock that stuff down. Like people put on these streams, you know, put the Jets game on, you know, for free, and like within minutes that stream is taken down. They lock that down like it's Fort Knox. But when it comes to pornos, that's that's out there forever. And you could have a porno on, on online for free forever, and you can never take it down. For some reason, they can't lock that down. They can lock it down. They just don't want to. They want pornos to be free. Drugs are typically free, too. Drugs are free. I mean, and, and the drug trade, you know, the drug trade is, is relatively, you know, unfettered. I mean, you, any, you, any kind of drug you want, you could probably get it in your town center right now. Uh, no problem. Sure, it might, you know, cost money, but... But you can get it, and then and the police, for some reason, they just they can't lock that down. They just can't do it. Lots of drugs are free, you know. Pre- prescription drugs typically you can get for free as well, you know. If you, especially the psycho psycho, uh, you know, psychiatric drugs, you can typically find programs and stuff to get those drugs for free. Pornos and drugs. If you if you, that this is if if there was a Jerusalem decree right now, if the apostles were to write us a letter. In the United States right now, pornos and drugs. I think that would be pretty much it. They would say, you know, keep yourself from pornos, keep yourself from drugs, and you will do well. Farewell. I think that's what the Jerusalem decree would be right now if they could write it to the United States. Pornos and drugs. So I get that. There might be one other. There might be one other decree that they would give us. And this is related to pornos and drugs because it's the same kind of person, the same kind of mind that would ins- that's easily enslaved to pornos and drugs is also enslaved to this, and that is uh, 
I, I hesitate to call it gluttony, but just like like overeating, you know, fat. Gluttony, gluttony is a certain kind of thing, right? Overeating and gluttony are obviously related, but they're not the exact same thing. They're similar, but they're not the exact same thing. Overeating, I think, in my mind, I mean, maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe it's just how I define it. But overeating, in my mind, also it, it, it relates to the health of the food that you're eating, like the kinds of foods that you're eating, in addition to just the amount and, and all of that kind of thing. But, but gluttony is a weird one, man. Like, have you noticed this? Like, like a lot of, um, this is Matthew Pearson. He's a, he's a good follow on Twitter, by the way. Presbyterian brother, good guy. Um, he's noticed this too. He's been tweeting about this. And, um, you know, Christian nationalists, you know, we've, a lot of, a lot of Christian nationalists anyway, are talking about losing the dad bod, right? Exercising, you know, eating well, you know, lifting weights and just kind of overall just getting, getting more disciplined in your appearance and in your body and stuff like that. And, you know, people will talk about seed oils and estrogen levels, tea levels, stuff like that. And, and this is something a lot of Christian nationalists are interested in and, um, and it's it, it's interesting to me that a lot of the anti-Christian nationalists, for some reason, just they key in on this and they say, "What are you saying? You can't be saved if you if you if you're fat." And it's like, no, not a single person has ever said that. But we're talking about the whole person, right? Like Christian nationalism is about the whole person and disciplining every area of your life, including how you eat and how you exercise and all of that kind of thing. And this is, I I, I can only see this as a good thing. This is a good thing. You should absolutely be disciplined in your intake of calories and your uh, how you expend expend them and all of this kind of stuff. And it's so funny, like like people counter signal uh, eating healthy all the time, and it makes no sense. And and what's interesting to me is, and I thought this about this just recently. It's so interesting. It's like God God has a huge sense of humor. And I and I, I notice the humor in so much of God's creation and so much of God's story and his plan. And it's like, you know, when we talk about things like like transvestites and homosexuals, and we say how it's an abomination before God, it's it's evil, it's one of our culture's primary sins. What did we typically hear from a lot of these prog or or even just like normie con type Christians? Oh, you! I, I always hear you talk about gays, but you never talk about gluttony, a sin of our time. The gluttony, the sin of our time. Our time is the sin of gluttony and 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 and, and, and overindulgence. You never talk about that. That's a sin before God. And they get all they get their holy robes on, and they sound like idiots. But that's what they said, right? You remember? That's what they said. They still say that. That's what they said. Normal no, normie cons that are just essentially progs in disguise and progressive Christians. If you ever talk about transvestites or homosexuals, that's what you got. Hey, what about gluttony? Gluttony's a sin. And so now we're talking about that. <laughs> this is the humor. Do you see the humor in this? God writes funny stories. There's just no question about it. And so now Christian nationalists are also talking about that. And they're saying, you know, yeah, you know. You should be physically fit. Maybe you should avoid some of these these kinds of uh, hydrogenated oils and and stuff like that. Like, you know, let 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 the progs eat that stuff. We'll eat we'll eat regular food and we'll exercise and we'll be disciplined. Let them be undisciplined. Look, they're obsessed with lubricants, porno, and drugs. Uh, let them be obsessed with being fat too. We'll be obsessed with all the opposite stuff. That's a, that's that's a good idea. In fact, that sounds like Christian discipline. That sounds like 
good stewardship. That sounds like stewarding what God has given you, right? He gives you this body to live for 80 years, and maybe we should steward it well so that we're productive well into our 80s. Let the schlubs, let the progs, let them, you know, their bodies break down when they're 40 years old. That, that, that'll be them. This will be us, right? That sounds like a pretty good idea. So now we're talking about the gluttony too. You're talking, what about the gluttony? So now they're talking, now we're talking about that too. And what do the same people do? The same normie cons, the same progs. What, what are you, why are you talking about gluttony? What are you talking about gluttony? You think you've got gluttony be saved? The truth is, <laughs> they just don't like obedience. That's always been the truth. And we've always known that. But now we're getting a lesson, and that's the case. It doesn't matter what kind of sin you're talking about. No matter what kind of sin you're talking about, they don't like it. Because they don't like Christ. They, don't have, they have no love for the Lord. Let them be accursed, I say. Let them be accursed is what I say. They've got no love for the Lord, so of course they're not going to obey what he says. Because that's literally how you abide in the love of Christ. You want to abide in the love of Christ? What does the Bible say? We say this on the channel all the time. I think in this audience, we know how to abide in the love of Christ. But if you go out there, you go out to the normie, kind of big Eva type evangelical and say, hey, Mr. Evangelical, how do you abide in the love of Christ? I think most of them would say stuff like, oh, you have your quiet time. Yeah, you have your quiet time with the Lord, or or you pray, or 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 you know you 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 pray on your rosaries or whatever it is. That's how you abide in the love of Christ. Oh, you find out what your enneagram number is, and then you uh you know put it on your profile. You share a Ukrainian flag or your pronouns. I feel like a lot of people would say that's how you abide in the love of Christ. But that's not what the Bible says. <laughs> what the Bible says is you abide in the love of Christ by doing what Christ said. Here's a really good tweet by Santiago Pliego. You say have a family? Big Eva, liberals, don't idolize the family. You say men be fit, lead your family? That's misogyny. That's legalism. Civic law should follow God? That's fascism. Christ is king? Actually, actually, why don't you talk about gluttony? And that's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. So I get it now. I finally get Acts 15. I, you know, if you you want to you want to teach your sons, you know, about the Lord, you absolutely need to teach your sons about the Lord. You need them about you need to teach them about faith in Christ, and that's how they're they're justified uh, before God. That's how they're able to stand um, at all because God has forgiven their sins in Christ and and faith in in Christ and His sacrifice for our sins. That is how you're justified before the Lord. That's how you're in. That's how you're one of God's people. That's how uh, you, you join the priesthood of all believers. That's absolutely critical. But when it comes to living life, obviously there's a lot the Bible says. And we should be teaching our sons about the lot of what Bible says. But I believe, truly, that if you focus on just a handful of things, avoiding pornos, you know, obviously sexual immorality goes along with that. Avoiding pornos, eating right, and um, what was it? What was it? <laughs> drugs, drugs. How can I forget that one? Drugs, avoiding drugs. I think you're probably gonna be doing pretty well, pretty well. I think if you avoid those three things, uh, chances are you're avoiding a lot of other things as well, and you are doing 
pretty well, in my opinion. In any case, uh, that's pretty much all I have to say. I hope you found this video, this podcast, helpful. God bless. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you saw this one. John Reasoner. (laughs) Speaking of hydrogenated oil. Hydrogenated oils have been shown to reduce testosterone levels. Oh, man. John Reasoner. It's fascinating that the patriarchy boys will talk as if being a caretaker is difficult, honorable, and highly respected role until it's a man doing the job. Then, magically, it's dishonorable. <laughs> oh, man, guys. I, I've, I've not seen... I mean, obviously, it, it, it's, a, it's really it's a toss-up between him and McDermott. I've not seen a brain turn to mush so quickly and so completely before than when it comes to McDermott and Reasoner here. It's absolutely hilarious. It's like there, there's so many things you could say. It's like it's 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 like 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 you know so, someone someone was saying. I think it was um, I think this was um, Joel uh, Joel Askell. And he said it's 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 fascinating how like a dress on a woman is uh, is is beautiful and highly honorable, but uh, when a man wears a dress, suddenly it's dishonorable. Oh, it's just amazing how long hair is a woman's glory, but then suddenly when a man has long hair, it's dishonorable. It's like like there's so many things you could say to this, but it's just really like all I need to say is where's his Ukrainian flag? And where's his pronouns at? That's what I want to know. I don't see any Ukrainian flag. I don't see any pronouns. I'd even take with rainbow flag at this point, because John Reason, this is false advertising. Your your Twitter your Twitter profile is false advertising. You 100% need at least one of those. It's either your pronouns or the Ukrainian flag. I'll I'll even go for a rainbow flag as well. You could do that one also. In any case, join me next time on the Fight Laugh Feast. Network.